Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fixie Stevens. Uh, you know, that was the first game of the playoffs that we didn't play well, in my opinion. And so we can't lose our perspective of we played really good basketball. Um, and that was our first really, really bad game of the playoffs. And so it doesn't come at necessarily the best time, uh, but we just have to shift our perspective <laughs> and get ready for the next game. The level of focus is something that in this situation just kind of has to be there, and it wasn't. What, yes. what, what, what led to that? Like I said, I thought I didn't think we'd get off to a good start, and they did. And I think when you're in a situation of, like, you know, it's a big game and you want to win, you don't get off to a great start. Um, I thought we had some really good looks that didn't fall, and they made the plays that did, and uh, we weren't able to recover. Well, the Boston Celtics sure did pick a fine time to not, quote, get off to a great start and, quote, play their first really, really bad basketball game. The way I was raised traditionally, if you lose, you didn't play that well because the other team got the dub and you didn't. Good morning, everyone. The bitch court is in session. The now daily meeting of the Boston Sports Losers Club that is Breaking Boston is in session. The Honorables Mr. Fitzy and Hart here alongside producer Cooper Leonard. And I got to tell you, Andy, I am really glad I did not get my mom tickets to Celtics Game 5. Oh, wait, that's right. She died 10 years ago. Lucky her, because what a miserable affair that was. What an awful, awful, awful basketball game. And I I open a tad further with, I believe, a a quote, or rather a, a mutated quote from uh, one of your favorite movies, one you often quote from. You like the movie Dodgeball, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I will go with Jason Bateman's character, uh, Cotton... Mather, I believe. Uh, no, cotton, whatever it is. Yeah, cotton something. Yeah, cotton some, not cotton mather. That sounds like something somebody from a, a book. Um, uh, the Celtics playing F around and find out. Ooh, that seems like a bold strategy. Let's see if it pays off for them. Spoiler alert, it didn't. 115-103 nope. final. Guess what? Wasn't even that close. That was not just the worst game of the playoffs for the Celtics. That was the worst game of the year. That, to me, is almost like the defining effort of this team. And, yeah, some nights they just don't fall for you, and they do fall for the other team. But Coach Joe Missoula has not been able to get them out of the tailspin of many of their bad habits for months now. And you and I have been warning them, if you keep this up, you're going to eventually get burned. And now they're on the edge, and they got to go back-to-back just to advance. And all confidence is shook in Boston. Yeah, I think I'm going to bring back my expert analysis that I used uh, a number of times in the Bruins series. Well, that sucked because, <laughs> boy, did that suck. Oh. They And, and I, I, there's no other place to start, in my opinion, than, you know, I did TV before the game, and it's like, who are you watching? Who's the key to this game? It's, it's very simple. It could not be any simpler. He wears number zero. He's supposed to be your MVP candidate, Jason Tatum. He's in every commercial. He's the next Kobe. He's the next Paul Pierce. My ass. The guy doesn't show up. I joked on Twitter, like, do they forget to tell him when these games actually start? Does he still think he's in shoot around for the first quarter? Because I'm sorry, you can finish with 36 points and 10 rebounds and five assists. And everybody's like, wow, guess Tatum did his part in the game. Why didn't anybody? No, 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 no. It matters when those points come. 
as Joe Mazzulla said, it matters how you start. Tones are set in games. Mm-hmm. And yes. I know the NBA is weird. You can come back from 23 in the third quarter. But in the postseason, when you are Mr. Game 4, 0 for 8, Mr. Game 5, 0 for 5, you know, minus 6, minus 14, when you're a minus player and you're supposed to be fourth in MVP voting, the real MVP showed you what MVPs do. Joel mm-hmm. Embiid controlled that game, and then to the next degree, his helpers, Maxie and Harden, played you their like, role. Maxie go off for 30 last night? And Jason Tatum is like, well, you know, they didn't fall early, but I knew they'd start to f- – you're a minus 26 in the game. Don't give me they started to fall. Don't fall back on any of your stats. You are supposed to be the man, right? Him, him is the thing these days. Like, mm-hmm. Tatum is supposed to be him. He is not him. He is not nope. him at all. He's not even close to that. And this goes back to last postseason. Like, lessons were supposed to be learned, and he changed his diet and all the – I don't want to hear about all that stupid crap. He isn't doing his job right now. And then by extension, the Celtics are scuffling in this series and they are on the brink of elimination. And people might say, well, that's not fair. Jalen Brown did this or whoever. Okay, that's fine. But we have anointed Tatum, the king of Boston Celtics basketball, right? Like we can accept he Mm -hmm. is the king of the court when the Celtics take the court and he's not doing it. He takes uh, uh, all, see, like you said, Jalen Brown. I don't see him in any commercials, commercial after commercial. His sub has bacon. He's got the flaming hot buffalo chips. Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum and Deuce, Tatum and Deuce, Tatum and Deuce, here, there, everywhere. First on the post game interview, uh, when the Celtics put out their like post game ticket graphic or whatever it was, it's like six of them surrounding Tatum, right? With his arms folded in the like. They have obviously chosen to focus on him. He is the centerpiece of this run of this particular era. And right now, I hate to say it, it is becoming a completely fruitless era because the best you could have done was make it to the conference. Now, listen, they're not eliminated yet. This is not a postmortem. This isn't a Celtics elimination party, as uh, the great Glenn Ordway used to call uh, any broadcast after the Yankees were bumped from the postseason, the Yankee elimination party. We're not having that just yet. However, even if they do, yeah, okay, sure. Supposedly, they can also win the NBA Finals, too, because they're technically still in it. They have to go to Philadelphia now. They've made their job so much more difficult, so much exponentially more difficult. And to to me, there's almost like something somewhere between frustrating and infuriating. Watching a team that has as much talent as they do with their pedigree, their potential, the way they've been spoken of, just go out on the court last night with an absolute mop-up duty of an effort. Like, when they started out just flat as can be, like, do they expect time and again, as as Coach Missoula talks about, we needed more pace there. We needed more tempo. I needed to get through to them. I probably should have called a timeout. They have blown. Last night, they finally got their clocks cleaned, and they were used as human mops on the floor of the Boston Garden. Like Lucky the Leprechaun has their faces smeared all across it because they were just used as absolute tools last night. But they blew the other two games. Like, it should have been over. It should have been at least we talked about it yesterday. Statistically, it was like 3.35 to 0.65 in expected win total so far. So it should have been at least 3-1 or they should have won the series. And my God, talk about self-fulfilling prophecy. We also dropped that other nugget yesterday about how from uh, Sean Grandy, the Celtics in game threes or the third 
home game of a playoff series in the last five years were awful. And last night they were like, wait a second, wait till you see what we have in store for tonight. I, what the hell can you attribute? What can you attribute such an absolute piss poor shooting effort to nothing was going in nothing. Whereas all the looks for Philadelphia were swishes and uncontested. So shooting can be fleeting at times, even for good shooters. Like there's times mm -hmm. when it's just like, it, it's not going in. It's not your night. But if this team is supposedly as deep and as strong as we say it mm -hmm. is, you find a way, right? Like, okay, we it's not our night. Now, I don't know that they have that because we've argued even during the year on Fitzy and Hart on WEEI, like this whole theory, like if you make a three, shoot another. If you miss a three, shoot another. Like that's their mentality. I disagree Coach with that. I think... <clears throat> You know, if you miss a few threes, hey, maybe take it to the hoop where layups are easier. I know you get three points for a three-point shot and only two for a layup, but if you miss the three-point shot and you hit the layup, you're plus two. I'll take the two. I'll take the two that's easier to get, and maybe that ignites something. But, you know, this was – and I start with Tatum because that's how you have to start. That's the way mm -hmm. the NBA works. It's a superstar. There were other problems. This is very Bruins-like. I'm questioning the first-year coach who we had – sort of come to grips with was good enough for the team and the job he was in. Jim Montgomery was not. We found that out yesterday when the ownership level said, I thought the GM and the president did a great job. The management of this team and the roster was great. Oh, so tell me what you really think. You think Jim Montgomery screwed the pooch for you? And mm -hmm. I don't disagree with that. I think he did. Nope. And we are watching maybe the second coach in Boston in his first season with a championship caliber team kick it away. But everybody deserves some share of the blame. Like, Jalen Brown's my guy. You can't keep getting in, in foul trouble. You can't have three fouls early in the game, especially back-to-back -back offensive fouls that then send you to the bench because in the games when Tatum is struggling to start early or Tatum isn't hot, you're the guy they turn to. Al Horford, could you have more paper numbers than, oh, he was second in the NBA in three-point shooting during the regular season? That may be true. The stats may say that, but guess what? He sucks right now. He could not hit a three to save your life anybody's life like it couldn't hit the ocean with an oar from the side of a boat right it's in it's it's infuriating so it does go right on down the line and but you said it the energy part is what <laughs> i really zero points last night oh, he was over from three i thought he at least got like a courtesy three late or maybe a layup and and somebody was like points. you know he's tired from defending Embiid. uh well that's not going well either did you oh. see what Embiid is doing <laughs> Uh, and also, can I ask I, so many more questions? I have a whole sheet of questions prepared for uh, we could do an hour and this is supposed to be 15 minutes. Joel Embiid had 33. Tyrese Maxey had 30. James Harden didn't have to go off because the other guys uh, went off and the Celtics had no answer for either oh, of them. So Tatum, as well. Wait, whoa, whoa. So Tatum played better than Embiid and Maxey, right? Because he had. 30 oh, yeah, points. man. Way he's, better. The, he, he's the next one. He's him. This is the epitome of like gambling and fantasy sports are stupid. Because his mm -hmm. numbers are higher. So in theory, he's better. Absolutely mm -hmm. was not better. Joel Embiid, I don't know how many blocks he finished with. He had like seven blocks. Like he was he was a force. He was him. He was an MVP candidate. Exactly. And where's Time Lord? What, is, what happened to Time Lord? He is a shadow of a human great, out in the that's court. That's a great question. What, what has happened? happened? There is no defensive prowess. There is no intimidation. There, I, I'm not seeing any major rebounds or big outlet passes or blocks like the two greatest two-way defender in the NBA is now a shadow of his former self. I don't know if he's hurt again, if he's checked out, what's going on. Uh, in addition to Horford's 0 for 7 from 3, Celtics backcourt was 9 for 33 in the game. That's not going to get it done for you as well. 
Um, uh, Doc Rivers is doing something interesting, Andy. Um, coaching. It's weird. Uh, Damn, it's weird. He's not a good playoff coach. He's no! supposed to be the gagger. Exactly. The gagger, yeah. and you're letting the gagger beat you. Oh, the oh by the way, he's delivering the dagger. Another uh, another example. Uh, apparently, you throw zone at the Celtics and they freak out. Mm. So a defense that I've seen in like sixth grade travel teams yep. throw zone at people. Okay, the zone, when they freak yep. out, there's a reason. These are NBA players and NBA coach, and you're telling me if you throw zone at them, they suddenly can't play basketball? Yeah, no, they, they can't. So Doc Rivers is throwing the zone back at them, and they're just completely flummoxed by it time and again. This has been an issue that's plagued them since the bubble playoffs. And on top of it, if the Celtics make three baskets in a row uh, and the Sixers miss a couple, Doc Rivers is doing the craziest thing. He's halting <laughs> their ta- their uh, their momentum with timeouts. It's true. He calls timeouts. and st- That's what you're supposed – it's not icing the kicker. You're not waiting till the end of the half or before a big field goal attempt. Yep. You are trying to slow them down, talk to your team, and get them back on the same page or let them develop some momentum. Call a play, whatever. It's just I don't I don't understand what we're looking at right here on screen. If you happen to be watching this clip on Twitter or on the YouTube Red X's, <laughs> you can see the make and miss chart for the Celtics. Overall, they shot 40 percent last night. Not Worst great. game of tic-tac-toe ever. It's all yeah. over the map. <laughs> 33 of 83. Wow, they went bird for Welker. Awful. And all the red, oh, the red X's. Here's the thing. They came from everywhere. There are way too many. Look at all of them down the post. Now, a lot of those did come in the form of a block by Joel Embiid. I don't care. Yeah. He's Andy. good, but so are you. Like, oh. they get paid too is also um, accurate here. You have the guy who finished fourth in MVP voting. So, yes, do I expect Embiid to be good? Do I expect Embiid to make plays offensively? Indeed? Absolutely. But I also expect you to. And I'm sorry. If Maxi can step up and have 30 and hit massive threes, why can't somebody on the Celtics? Okay, maybe Tatum can't do it. Maybe people are to the point where they're wondering, like, is he hurt? Is he banged up? Okay, sure. Didn't you and I talk all year about how deep this team is, how good this team is? They have the second dynamic duo Mm -hmm. in White and Brogdon. It is falling apart before our eyes. The wheels are off the wagon. Uh Post game, Joe Missoula was asked if he thinks the Celtics played as hard as possible. I don't even know if this quote was a part of our opening soundbite. Quote, I think we had the right intentions to play as hard as we could. What, what the mean? hell does that mean? So meaning I, like, oh, we were we we planned on trying. But then when we the game ju- started, we were like, you know, <sighs> I don't want to. Like, Yeah, I, I, I you know mean? what? I just not, I'm just not in the mood tonight. I just really don't feel like it. But the good I, news I, is I'm going to spin oh. this optimistic. Oh, yeah, we get to watch. The, uh, the, at least we don't have to see the Celtics get knocked out on their home court like the way the Bruins did on their no. home ice. So did you know the, garden down. the Celtics have won more series down 3-2 than anyone in the history of basketball? So you had your okay. little stat about game threes at home. So if mm-hmm. they live up to their history, they are going to keep winning. Also, we know when they are backed into a corner, challenged, disrespected, that is generally when they play their best basketball, when when they're being doubted and they're sort of nobody circles the wagons like the Boston Celtics kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. They'll play well. And then my third option is, 
Uh, if they get knocked out, I can just go back to watching Yellowstone and binging that for the rest of the uh, spring. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's <laughs> the thing. We have this uh, daily short-form podcast initiative that uh, our parent companies have launched, as well as weekend sports programming to do yeah. well into when we were supposed to start talking Red Sox. And it is several months away from Patriot season. And so we were kind of... I think there was a sort of a a, group, a hive mind, as they like to call it, like the group think was, well, we'll obviously be talking a lot of Bruins and Celtics well into June or when the kids get out of school at the start of summer. And there's a chance both teams could be out before Mother's Day. Uh, BC women's lacrosse is really good. You know? <laughs> Uh, I mean, the garden is an absolute house of horrors now, as far as the postseason goes. Yeah, the last several seasons, the place has like a lo- like it's like a losing record, or it's barely over five hundred. And I gotta say oh, this: let's not blame the garden or its crowd. Nope. That's Can it. We blame nope. Jason Tatum. That is no, so, Andy. Yesterday, like, I told you I was trying to be a more mature human being and personally owning my role and responsibility in any situation where I was unhappy or frustrated. It's not, I'm going to blame you or I'll blame the company or I'll blame the weather or the neighbors. It's what's my responsibility in this. That's my mature pivot as somebody who's almost 50 today. I have completely changed my mind and I'm playing back yeah. in my old laurels and bad habits. I'm not, but it is, it is pathetic how they just, the, both teams, especially now the Celtics can't win at home and they can't close no coffee for the Celtics at all. And I'll leave you with this. Yes, I will try to think optimistically as well. You and I will be on the radio Thursday night for the Rich Keefe Show schedule release party talking about the New England Patriots 2023 release and where they're going to be playing and when. And it's going to be a really fun show. The Celtics game will be on as well. They have extended our show from 6 to 10 p.m. to 6 to 11 so we can have some sort of postmortem either on the Celtics season or we can all breathe a sigh of relief that at least it will go to Game 7 which would be Sunday on Mother's Day back at the Boston Garden. I only hope, Andy, last night was not Jalen Brown's final home game as a member of the Boston Celtics, because if so, to quote you, yeah, he, uh, yeah, we'll have to dig into that into another day. Now is not the time or the moment because I am staying optimistic. The best team in the history of basketball down 3-2 in an NBA playoff series is going to maybe get the job done <laughs> there we go all right i'm gonna go to work printing that on a t-shirt see if i can get those for sale outside the wells fargo center for game six and then hopefully we get a game seven my god what has happened to us folks each and every morning hart and i are here with a quick cup a fast blast of everything you need to know about what's going on in the wide world of boston sports we are feeding the monster that is your boston sports super fandom so give us a follow at fitzy gfy at jumbo heart this is breaking boston rate review share and subscribe tell your friends hey you know what if you're on the go you got places to places to go things to be people to do whatever it is these guys will give you everything plus a, a reasonably well-formed opinion plus some bad dad jokes to get your day going as a boston sports super fan we'll be back tomorrow to preview game six friday we'll be talking about the patriots schedule release and hopefully uh, hopefully the fact that this one is going to go to seven until then for producer coop Leonard, my co-host andy hat this is your old pal nick fitzy stevens and we are breaking boston have a good one